Hello everyone, this is Pastor John Nees. I'm the pastor of Bridgepoint Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Speaking of Green Bay, go Packers. And uh, yes, we love our Packers up here and uh, very glad to see them moving on in the playoffs and that their home to do so is very special as well. So go Packers. I'm sorry if you are not a Packer fan, but you know, you should be. Okay, today I'm going to look at chapters um, 16, 17, and 18 and just briefly on chapter 16. Chapter 16 shows another judgment on the earth and the seven vials being poured out as uh, God's wrath on the earth. Now, some people think this is, that they're exactly like um, the seven seals, and they're not. There's too many differences um, to note, even though they're very similar. Similarities do not make them the same. Um, so there, there's just enough differences for us to say, you know, it's a separate judgment. Now, all of these judgments... Um, of the earth happening in the Great Tribulation. And so this seven-year period is is disastrous. It's it's God's wrath on the earth. It's God's judgment on the earth. And a lot of people look at that again as being, how can such a loving, passionate, uh, righteous God do such terrible things? Well, the earth has been rejecting God and the people of the earth have been rejecting God for thousands of years and reject his authority and his position. And this is not just a, a judgment, it's a reminder, it's a call back to people as well to say, look, you, you've been rejecting me forever. Let me show you just who I am and the power and the authority that I have over all of the earth. You think the earth is yours and it is not. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And this is God's reminder that this is, this is my earth, this is my place. I created it and I do have the authority over it whether you like it or not, and whether you want to submit to me or not is not the issue. The issue is you should be because of who I am. And so it's also a call back to people to say, look up, look up. Here's, here's this, these terrible things are happening and you still think you can save yourselves. And that's what the picture we get of in chapter 17 and 18 as we look at um, the great prostitute and Babylon the Great and Babylon the Great has fallen. And and um, and these two pictures of one is the apostate church or the church that claims to be worshiping God and yet does not. And the other is the, the rulers and the authorities of this earth um, rising up against God and saying we can handle this ourselves. We don't need God. In both of these cases, in both of these instances, both the apostate church and the governments that reject God, reject him, reject his authority, reject his power. And these seven plagues, again, remind us that you can reject all you want, but God is still God. And he's the maker of heaven and earth. He's the creator. And he has the authority and he has the right and responsibility uh, to judge this earth. So, with that in mind, I'm going to move on right away to chapter 17 and 18 and start with chapter 17 and just read, not all of it because I don't have time for that, but um, these videos are short, are short and sweet or I try to keep them that way. So uh, I don't cover in great detail a lot of things, but what I do try to do is cover as much as I can and give us the overview of what's going on. So chapter 17, one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and said to me, come, I will show you the punishment and the tr punishment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. Now, many waters are many nations, many people, uh, many authorities. I mean, they represent uh, the earth, in other words, and the, the people of the earth and the, 
the politicians of this earth and so on and so forth. And so uh, she sits on many, many waters. With her, the kings of the earth committed adultery and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the, fine, with the wine of her adulteries. Then the angel carried me away into this, in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had covered with blasphemous names and had seven heads and seven horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and was glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. The name written on her forehead was a mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. In the end times, the church will, there will be a false church, false religion, that is seated on the authority, the power, this beast represents the authorities of this earth, the powers of this earth, the nations of this earth. They will give her authority. They will join with her in deceiving many people. Notice what it says, that, that, the great, that she holds in her cup, in her hand, a golden cup in her hand, filled with abomination, abominable things, and the filth of her adulteries. And the people of the earth are getting drunk on this lie, this falsehood, this abomination, abominable thing that distracts from the one true God. And the ending of this is that, the, that it is verse 6. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. The, the apostate church distracts from who Jesus is or diminishes Jesus' role. And so Jesus is not the king of glory. He's not the great I am. He's not the incarnate God. He's, he's not the crucified one. He's, he's did, he may have done some things that were wonderful and, and special, and we should worship him. But all these other prophets and all these other authorities also have a place. And so the apostate church joins itself with other religious beliefs and other religious teachings and and dis waters down or distracts from who Jesus is to the point where our salvation is not so much in what Christ has done for us, but what we think we're doing for him. And people get drunk on that idea that we can all just get along. I've said this in our church many times. Look, Christianity is not a, a one come, come all, come one, and believe, still believe whatever you want to believe. It's a very distinct belief. And it's very specific, and it cannot be changed or watered down without destroying what it is. Jesus is either the Christ or he is not the Christ. He is either the Savior of the world or he's not our Savior at all. He's either the resurrected king or he's not resurrected at all, and what, what would be the point in that? And he is the second coming, and he's the coming of the of uh, this coming of the Lord will, will be this amazing event in human history and stop all this abomination. So chapter 17 deals with who this woman is and, and her destructive force and destructive power on the earth. And note the connection. 
that the world and the church, the world and the apostate church are joined together. The world will use the, the apostate church to add a spiritual flavor to what they believe and what they want to get done and how they want to rule and how they want to govern the earth. And when those two forces combine, the church loses its, its ability to be the church. And we've seen this throughout history. In fact, the United States is really founded on one really amazing uh, series of events that happened throughout the early part of history. As people were coming to the earth, a lot of them were coming to escape the union of church and state. That's why church and state and the freedom of religion in this country is one of the principal, founding principles of this nation that the state cannot join with the church and the church cannot join with the state. That the combination of those two things or the union of those two things is disastrous for the people who worship, who want to worship freely, who want to worship the Lord in the way that they see necessary. Many of the cities of the United States, the early cities were, were Dutch and, um, or English or whatever, but they were also founded around a specific religious belief. The pilgrims came here because they were Puritans and they weren't allowed to worship the God that they worshipped, the Christ that they worshipped, the way they wanted to. So they came to the United States, which was not the United States at the time. It was a wilderness for, the, for a lot of it. And so they came here for religious freedom. We see the same picture in the book of Revelation, that the state and the church are joined together and the result is disastrous. Now here's the funny thing too is what had, ends up happening is the state hates, hates the prostitute. I mean, she, they just hate who she is. They hate everything about her and they want to do away with her and they do. At the end of chapter 17, they kill her and destroy her and, and well, it's kind of a graphic picture, but they eat her. And um, so they eat up all the power and the authority and all the energy that she has and she ceases to be. And this liar who distracts from who Christ is and who uh, embraces other religious beliefs and mixes all these things together in the world finds their power and authority in this mixture. But they end up hating her in the end anyway. Because the true religion of the earth is humanistic. It's man has enough authority, power, ability in itself. We see a lot of that happening in our world today. And that is in, in itself a religion. So that religion cannot exist with the false religion. Even if it is false, it's still a religion that does not put sole power and authority in the hands of humanity. So let's move on. I want to move on to chapter 18 and give you a brief overview of that. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, this is verse 21, by the way, with such violence, the, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of the harpists, the musicians, the pipers, the trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No worker of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of the lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of the bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's important people. By your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her is found the blood of the prophets of God's, of God's holy people. 
of all who have been slaughtered on the earth. It's the picture of the final coming down of the world's great powers, great political powers, and that Christ will rule over all of the earth. This is the end of the tribulation. It's the end of uh, the world being the world and doing whatever it wants to do without any consideration of who God is and without any consideration or even love for humanity. They just want to rule. They just want power. They just want authority. They want to rule over the, all, the, all the earth, and they want to combine the world's powers to uh, fight against God and fight against Israel, by the way. And in the end, it will be destructive for them because Christ is coming back. Christ is coming back. And he's coming back, and he's going to deal with all of these things going on. The sad truth of this reality is that the powers of this earth always end. Great kingdoms always fall. Um, great leaders always die. They just do. It's the end of all of us. And in the end, Christ will reign over all of the earth. That's the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, and we'll be talking about that in the next week or two. So in the next couple of weeks, just begin to look ahead, look forward to what's going on in Scripture and try to understand it, not so much by what's happening in our world around us. I think we make a mistake sometimes thinking that, okay, this is finally it. I believe that these events have happened in history before and that sometimes God says, no, it's not time yet. It's not my time. So rulers of the earth have tried to raise up and rule the world. I shared this on Sunday that Nazi Germany wanted to rule the, earth, to rule the whole world and joined itself with the church, by the way, with a religious movement. And they were ultimately destroyed because I think God said, no, it's not time yet. We get a lot of credit for that. The allied forces get a lot of credit for that, and, and that's fine and good and, and right. I mean, in history, it's an amazing event, the winning of that great war, and uh, how the United States and its allies responded is an amazing story. The bravery of such men and women that just, just did incredible things, and how the nations came together to fight. In the end, though, the nations are going to come together to fight against God, and Christ is going to come back and he's going to destroy them. And it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be a wonderful sight. It will be a war. And there will be many, many, many people who lose their lives in that great tragic war. But it's to establish on the earth, finally, once and for all, a truly just, compassionate, righteous king who will reign over all of the earth. And I can't wait to tell you more of that story. So thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. Have a great week. And remember, there is only one king. There's only one Lord. There's only one Savior. His name is Jesus. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he's coming back. So be ready.